All right, y'all, if you love this podcast, you need to be subscribed to another show in the Fire Little Africa podcast family. It's called Fireside with Dr. View, where FILA Executive Director Stevie Dr. View Johnson interviews national leaders in activism, academia, and culture. The podcast is centered around the movement behind Fire in Little Africa's music. Episodes are released every other Friday. Please go subscribe and thank you for your continued support of Fire in Little Africa. Remember, everything is us. The Woody Guthrie Center and Bob Dylan Center present Fire in Little Africa, a multimedia hip-hop project inspired by the resilience of Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, coming at you live from Greenwood, here are your hosts, Ali Shaw and Doc Free. Okay, hold on. Let's give, let's give him a quick test. Hold on a second, okay? I'm going to hold something up. Now, Doc, let me give you a little bit of radio, terrestrial radio 101. Theater of the mind, okay? I'm about to hold up an object, but I want you to tell everyone what it is not, and then you can tell them what it really is. Well, folks, if it's something that you want in your house that you know you need, well, I've got something just for you. Now, it's not something necessarily you would like clean your floor with. You wouldn't bathe your kids in it. You probably wouldn't even shotgun it. I know it's such a popular thing now with the kids in the truly today, but you would saute your mushrooms in it. You would cook your asparagus with love. You Ooh. would do certain things like, I don't know, drizzle it on your lover's body in an intimate session. I don't know, we're adults, <laughs> folks. But if you do do that, make sure you give that deep tissue shiatsu massage with sunflower oil by Seriously K5. Damn, bro, you really do That's this. such a joke <laughs> commercial, Doc. We have two guests on the show today, so we can go yes. ahead and, and get it going. But I, you know, we like to have some, uh, what, how was your day conversation? Five one, 51 in, 51 in. No skips. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for sticking with us on the banter. You know, we like to banter. Uh, yes. Episode 51 of the podcast. I am Doc Free. And I am Ali Shaw. Yes, you are. Yes, you certainly are. And we were just speaking briefly on uh, comfortability in front of a microphone. I briefly talked with a friend of mine when we were growing up, like the first person I ever saw I write rhymes with. And we had flirted with the idea of like, man, maybe we should just get into radio broadcasting. And I was like, nah, I want to go be a big artist and blah, blah, blah. And He's going to go to ABS, Doc? Yeah, but all I really wanted to do in my brain was like, you know, do clinical therapy on folks, skateboard, smoke weed and paint all day. <laughs> <laughs> but the number one thing was clinical therapy. Yeah, the number one thing was clinical therapy or private practice, you know what I'm saying? Because I was big, being a psychology game. But, you know, I had little delusions of grandeur, like maybe I could be that guy who does the voices in the movies. Doc, come on. What do we got to do to make that happen? In a little town called Tulsa. <laughs> Keep going. See, I'm uh, like, I'm, I'm gonna keep feeding you. I'm like, what else you hey, got to say? Hey, so whenever they some somebody gonna pump all that money into a biopic and just put me in for the movie, he was like, in a town called Tulsa, there was a street called Greenwood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, y'all. This is episode 51, as Doc was saying. And today we have two guests on the show. Yes. Um, one, you you probably already recognized his voice. You've spoken to him before. Uh, the other one, we can't see his face right now. I don't know why he's not turning his camera on. I'd kind of like to speak to him face to face, but it's okay. It's, I understand. If you want to just, you know. <laughs> yeah. That was the Steph told me uh, I didn't need a haircut for this one. That's why I look. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, we got today on the show. Um, I'm really excited about this one. Steph Simon and the one and the only Felix Jones. Please welcome to the Fire Little Africa podcast. Diamond, everybody talking about that Black Wall Street now. I really did that. 1921 or forever, I really did that. Circulate my dollars around, I really spent black. The bag came back to me bigger, I really meant that. The shop open, the price hot, but it's still going. You ain't gonna get this type of quality around the corner. And they be watching all my moves like I ain't noticed. It hit different when it's in you and it ain't on you. Bounce from she got her own, I got my own. Here's a her rollies, a pretty face. She know how to check my inventory, I'm in the race. I've been zagging through traffic Now when they blasting in gym fashion Ten years and I'm still mashing We came up, no luck, it was all passion All work and I never took a day off Tulsa International preparing for my takeoff I probably got my hey, yo. Hoodie on and some hoop shorts, J's on, gold chain over the ankles, John Diamond, Nicky Rowe making big noise, still zagging, SS like a super sport, T-U, hoodie on and some hoop shorts, J's on, gold chain over the ankles, John Diamond, Nicky Rowe making big noise, still zagging, SS like a super sport, get out my dick, was Anyway, Felix, how you doing? Doing well, can't complain, um, just, uh, you know, trying to keep my mask on. Uh, they lifted a lot of mandates. So, you know, people walk around without seeing. I, I mean, I guess it's normal to see people face, but it's abnormal because stuff is still going on. So, yeah, yeah. we just, I'm just hanging out, man. I ain't doing too much or nothing. Uh, trying to just enjoy the day. I hear that. Steph, what you doing over there? I can't see you anymore. I had to hide from my kids. So, I'm in the closet right now and but um i had a good day y'all uh, i've been i've been recording working on this album and, uh working on the festival meetings and getting this market ready for uh this next coming weekend and radio uh getting ready to go in there i've, I've been been staying busy oh you got the 105k jams artist takeover this saturday yeah no so I, heard I probably about already that. took it over by the time y'all heard it. I probably done took it over already. Yeah. Uh, but yes. But yeah, I'm getting ready to take it over. Yeah. So tell everybody what that means exactly, Steph. Uh, the 105 takeover. Mm-hmm. So uh, from six to eight, um, 105 has been reaching out to artists in the community to uh, take over the radio for two hours, get to know the artists more in depth more than what you would probably know them from out on the scene, but let the uh, let the whole city get to know them and play their music and just catch up with them and get them up to speed to the great things that they already probably doing. And this time they picked me. So I get to get on there and play some records and just, just talk to the city, man. I can't wait. Yeah, hosted by DJ BJ. DJ BJ. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, doing his thing. Been working hard. Exactly. 
All right. So today on the show, we have Felix Jones, who is a retired professional football player who came up with Booker T. Washington High School before playing for Arkansas Razorbacks and ultimately becoming a first round draft pick with the Dallas Cowboys. And then in 2016, Felix bought the former Brady Mansion and turned it into the Skyline Mansion, which is a venue and creative space, which also serves as the headquarters for their record label, Skyline Star Records. Which I need one of them shirts, gentlemen. Already. Me too. I got you. I got you. So, so Felix, you and Steph were childhood friends and now you're business partners on this record label. Let's talk about that. How did this all really yeah, come or- together? Because I like to hear that backstory of the, what was you about to say? Say it, Doc. Oh, you know, origin stories, you know? Origin. origin. Yeah. Origin, the origin of Steph Simon and Felix Jones. Yeah, it's like those ultimate tag team things, you know what I'm so, saying? Like Power Man and Iron Fish, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It all it all started in a beautiful neighborhood called Skyline Ridge. Um, and I moved, I moved to Skyline going into my sixth grade year. And um I had the luxury to uh stay on the street that had a bunch of kids on it when when I moved there and um my not next door neighbor but my across the street neighbor just happened to be this super athlete that would come outside and play basketball at a level that I even know pretty much Jordan Kobe Vince Carter type level that you would see on TV, you would, I got to uh, witness it right there in my, in my driveway for a year, for summers on summers. And um, we just became friends through the, through the good game of basketball. I always wanted to play him and beat him to get better. Um, I think I only won one game in my whole life, but (laughs) (laughs) he was running the boards on you. But it was, I just, I felt like, um, I mean, you know, every, every, everybody got a, every great boxer got that great sparring partner. I felt like I was like a great sparring partner for basketball (laughs) (laughs) for, for me. He go to, he go to school and put up the numbers. I felt like, yeah, man. I, I got to I got to practice and play, you know what I'm saying? And I got better too. Everybody just wanted to play basketball back then. I think that was like our rap outlet, our expression. Everybody wanted to hoop, street ball and one ball and stuff like that. So we just got close to that for me. But I'm gonna let you let you uh speak on that. Yeah, yeah, Steph, uh Steph definitely said it right there, you know. Um I grew up in I grew up on Skyline Ridge or in Skyline Ridge. Uh, so when I, I I seen my new neighbor across the street, he put a basketball goal in the street. I said, <laughs> uh, 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 I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna see what he do if I take a couple shots on it. Uh, <laughs> a couple shots. And he came on out. You know, that's the first time I got to meet Steph. You know, we played a couple games right then and there. But like Steph said, you know, it kind of took off from there. You know, just. Just off of uh, you know playing the game of basketball, mm-hmm. uh, just you know just dreaming of being you know on, on that NBA court, you know just thinking about certain things like that, trying to you know motivate ourselves to be better, do better, 
and you know uh i'm glad that i had that opportunity you know to have a somebody that i could compete against like steph said you know we we not only did basketball you know we, we put on a boxing club we did a bunch of different things boys you know and you know a lot of those things just kind of uh you know pulled it together for me uh as far as friendship you know and then defending yourself you know with the boxing stuff we did and uh just everything being so a competitor. Uh, every, exactly. Just so that's also how you knew you, you could depend on. You know what I'm saying when it goes down, he was like, Y'all, you got yeah. it. I mean, yeah, that, you said it right there with that, and you know that was one thing that you know I knew about was uh, team uh, 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 teamwork, and you know um, when Steph figured out that I you know knew how to play shoot, and, and then you know we learned each other's game, we would we would challenge whoever come across our street. You know, mm -hmm. it, it become a this street versus that street after a while. So, I mean, just just that camaraderie that we had and, you know, growing up in this town. And, and then I think uh, those were the years where we learned about uh, the massacre. And mm -hmm. uh, as for me, these are, the you know, the prime years right in middle school when I finally heard about what happened in Tulsa. So. I mean, just that right there. And I think Steph was, you know, around with me when he heard it. Uh, so, you know, those things kind of linger with us. And now, you know, we able to kind of change the narrative and do something, you know, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Well, Felix, I want to know a little bit about your athletic career, because, you know, I'm still I'm still getting to know Felix Jones. I don't know everything about that, like about when you went into like it was football. So talk, I mean, when did you start playing? Like you were a baby? <laughs> like did you play as a kid kid? Like tell me a little bit about that and what your interests were with sports. Okay, I, I started playing um football um elementary school. I, I believe it was fourth grade. I did I did flag football. I think most kids start off with tackle football, but flag football helped me in a way that where I can get away, you know, it was don't touch me. Get off me, you know. It was a lot of uh, 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 skill development as far as getting away and you know um, avoiding tackles. And I, I, I always say that's that's what football need to start at is right flag football. You know, not a lot of contact. You got enough years for that, but yeah. you know the flag football gives you makes you let you understand football before you get into a contact position, and then also you know you able to uh, develop those agility skills as far as, you know, it's not a, a tackle, it's a reach and a, and a grab. And if yeah. you can avoid those reach and grabs, you know, you can avoid a lot of people who's approaching you. So, you know, that's where I started football. That, and after that, I moved on to Madison Middle School um, where I continued playing football, basketball. Um, went on to Booger T, did my thing there. Uh, actually, was a three-sport athlete. I started tracking my junior year after I broke my ankle uh, my sophomore year. So, I, I mean, I, I went through a lot of hardships younger, but, you know, uh, I, I was able to overcome those things, just continue to work and not let anything get in the way. And then I was able to move on to Arkansas and compete there, you know, uh, it wasn't easy when I got there because it was a, a home, 
a hometown guy there by the name of Derek McFadden, mm. who you know who had who had made a reputation for himself too. And um, you know that competition level when I got to Arkansas, I think it prepared me for the pros because I, I use practice as a day to you know better myself to increase you know the skill levels that I have. That way, I'm I, I, I'm able to use and, and be ready when it's you know game time. So um, I use sports as you know a lot of uh, a less a, a life lesson type of deal. You know, um, I went through hardships. I went through adversity. I had a lot of good days. Had a lot of bad days. But all you know, just just making sure that I'm humble enough to do what I need to do. Um, uh, prepare myself for the situation that if you know if a great opportunity come up at hand, I'm prepared for it. So that was that was pretty much what I learned and how I use sports. I always use sports to get me to the next level or the next opportunity. And um, I mean, it, it was it was a great deal that you know I'm able to use this game to propel my life to you know where I'm at now. And uh, I'm definitely you know appreciative of all of that, you know, and uh, even the relationships, like I said, even meeting with Steph, coming back from, you know, when we was kids, and then we, you know, went our separate ways, and then we meet back up later on in life, and, you know, nothing has changed. Well, you know, he's obviously older, and uh, but he, his mindset is, is still focused on being somebody, and, and that's what I love about Steph. You know, he always had that, that motivation within it. A lot of people don't have that, you know, self-motivation, you know, to continue to tick and, and keep going when, you know, things ain't going that way. So it, uh, as far as sports, sports taught me a whole, a whole lot about life. And, you know, I just I'm still learning. Sounds like it has. I like what you were saying about flag football, too. Like it, how that taught you your agility and you you got time for that when you said that about <laughs> you got time for the pads and being hit. <laughs> Yes, I was like, yeah, you do. Take your time. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, that's one thing I would do uh, if I was coaching, you know, I would prefer to start uh, a, a, a football career to start at flag football. You know, it, it, it definitely helps you mentally understand the game. And then, you know, once you can understand it, instincts take over. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it, it was a great start for me. So did, did you ever think that you would be getting into the music business after football? Like, was that ever on your radar at all with Steph? Oh, uh, let me, I don't think a lot of people know, but I, I, in, in elementary school, I played the saxophone. Oh. Wait I, a minute, hold on, which saxophone? I was an alto. Hey, I played alto in marching band. Already. So, yeah, I mean, even, even, with, even with that experience at a young age, <laughs> Music has always been, you know, something I wanted to get into, you know, and um, like I said, when I seen Steph and met up with him again and knew, I figured out he was in the music, it was like, oh man, something, something is telling me something. So, yeah. you know, uh, it, 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 it was, I'm glad that it, it, it turned out the way it did. Hey, you about to get some some emails and some direct messages of folks trying to get get you on the yeah, get people <laughs> you know? sex. <laughs> 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 
yo, me and Felix, we need to start a group. I got a couple other saxophone players. I'm like, let's start up a group. We need a trio or something, Felix. <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. O'Malley's sitting at the ground like... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah L Jack, O'Malley. Like, can no, we get all the saxophone players to come in? My girl Susan, Susan Carrick, she used to play the sax. I actually have a tenor sax right now, Felix, but I never okay. played the tenor before. Someone let me borrow it. And I'm like, I tried it one night and I was like, mm, I don't think my chops is ready for this. Let's go sit down the alto. <laughs> no, Susan played the saxophone. Yes, Susan, you know what I'm talking about? The photographer? Yeah. Susan Carrick, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah we, I know we that. used to talk about it a lot at Cypher 120, and she was like, girl, if you find one, we're getting on that stage. We'll get up there right. together. And I was like, it was Cypher? That's crazy. <laughs> I yes. need to win the instrument Cypher soon. Man, wouldn't that be so dope? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we don't need no drum show. We need the sax show. Coming to the stage, <laughs> Felix Jones on the alto <laughs> sax. Yeah, All that, right, that, yeah. Think about that, though. That's what's crazy about that. Like, that... I, I would have anyway, because I didn't know Wayman for for music. You know what I'm saying? And Wayman was a star Booker T athlete. And then he come out of nowhere to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure at church everybody knew he could play. But to the public, to the public eye, like that's like that's how it would feel if like Felix just popped out of here with a saxophone. Like right? people looking at him like, damn. And he plays sax, like, what what else do we do? Like when he told me that, I was like, nah. And I only been knowing him for being an athlete forever. So I'm like, nah, I don't believe that. He he track two, track play trombone. That that tripped me out. You know like, what? I heard that. We talked about it one day. I don't uh, even remember what the conversation was, but yeah. I said track play the trombone. Yeah, it's still at the mansion. It's it's in the closet right now. Wait a minute. The horn is there. Yeah, he brought it over and showed oh, me. Oh, we're going to the mansion and he is going to play that at the market. I need yeah, track to pull man. up in the Orange Crush and right. get that trombone out. Yeah. Yeah, Listen, he calls it he calls it something different. I think he calls it, what do you call it, Tang or something? I said, no, that's Orange Crush. <laughs> that is not Tang, tang. that is Orange Crush. <laughs> with, the, uh, with the damn monkeys. Yo, I love that car so much, y'all. I want it so bad. Anyway, I'm going to have a track find me a car someday. So, Felix, real quick, before we jump ahead, since we are telling origin stories and you're talking about clearly you're a music lover, what kind of music were you listening to growing up? And this is probably another thing that a lot of people didn't know. Oh, I grew up in a church. Uh, my dad was a pastor. Uh, I listened to a lot of gospel you know, coming up. I listened to R&B, then when I finally heard, you know, some rap music, that took over my life, but I, uh, then jazz, jazz as well, blues. I'm, I'm kind of everything. Because um, once I figured out that saxophones were, I mean, they weren't just in, you know, jazz bands, they blues bands, or, you know, they were everywhere. And you know, once I once I started to understand that these saxophones and the music that it, it the sounds that it make, I started to fall in love with music. I started to start, you know, listening to all type of different ways to play it. Um, you know, and, and and that's where it took off for me at is that uh I started in the church, you know, I was I was in the choir, I sung, I, you know, and 
it just took off from there. You know, it, my parents kept me in some type of, uh, of, of music. Uh, so, I mean, the history, I, I just, you know, sports just took over for me. I just didn't ever bring music back out once once I got to sports. But that was, that was where I kind of felt like I was free at when I heard, heard music and played music. You know, you can be creative so many ways with with that. So that's that's where I kind of was intrigued with, you know, the sounds that it making, you know, the different type of melodies that it can produce. Uh, yeah, I, I fell in love with the saxophone. So since this is a, we're gonna call it a hip hop podcast, who are some of your favorite MCs? Ooh, uh, I first, uh, when I first was introduced, Snoop Dogg. He was he was the, he was the first one, Dr. Dre, uh, Ice Cube. I, I guess you could say uh, N.W.A. <laughs> uh, that whole group, um, and then you know Biggie Smalls, uh, Tupac, obviously. Um, I, I I I I guess I'm traditional uh, with the artists because I, you know the music that especially you know rap. It was you can you know do so much with it. So it, it was, when I, when I finally was introduced to rap, like I said, Snoop Dogg was probably my first, my first one who I really was intrigued with. The first MC that was intriguing to me. That's what's up. Snoop had, all, had the bars. He was like the smoothest one. He was, he was cool. Nope. I think Snoop was the first cool rapper. Yeah. I agree. I first, like everybody want to be Snoop. Snoop, I, and I think I even uh, had the braids. I want to be Snoop free. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so I made this connection between Slick Rick and Snoop as far as like the smooth, mm -hmm. the, the smooth rappers, you know, kind of thing. I mean, to the point to where like Snoop's version of Lottie Dottie, you gotta like, mm, who's is better? Mm -hmm. Man, right? Oh, man, that's hard. That is a tough one, but yeah, he, he's that that smooth player just flow it just emanated from ice t was hitting it but but t ice t was like really hardcore then he got extra hardcore yeah, yeah. i always yeah. liked him in the um what's the what's the bit is it not dre day but the one the one two three into the four into the comes, oh yeah yeah man when he's when you see him sitting on the bed and he's getting ready to come out you know go to the, the barbecue or whatever and he looks so like he was so quiet you know like oh mm -hmm. this dude he's just so cool or whatever and then eventually it became like him and dr dre was like no 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 snoop <laughs> like everybody was looking at snoop My yeah, man. shout out to nasty fletcher on that on that lottie dottie too oh yeah that yeah that was on that throwing that throwing that sauce, which uh, uh, that's a good comparison, Scott. Um, Slick Rick and Snoop, man, that's definitely like from the same family tree of, of rap style for sure. Mm -hmm. Of coolness. And and Snoop, he, he made he made Slim Brothers cool, and I was about <laughs> that. He made, he, yeah, yeah. Us, us lean brothers, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say the other S word. I ain't going to say the other S word. Us, us lean brothers. He meant us lean brothers. Cool. So, thank you, Snoop. Appreciate that, dog. Uh, shout out to Snoop, man. Let's get you on fire in little Africa. We know you, we know you got family. Oh, really? right here. Man, yeah. I Daz. would love to see him and Daz. Like, we need Daz and Snoop on the fire in love. Let's put that in the air. One oh, time. my gosh. No, that's in the universe. Oh, 
I'm yeah, trying to get dads yeah, to come. I'm like, just come back to Tulsa, fam, and just visit. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. let's just hang out. Like, yeah, that's the dude right there. All right, y'all. So we're going to talk about the uh, former Brady Mansion. And uh, if anyone wants to kind of give the backstory on that, Tate Brady, um, who used to own the mansion. But can we talk about that and how it became Skyline Mansion? Yeah, man. Um I just was doing research on it some more because um, I was trying to find out who inherited Kane's ballroom. And uh, I didn't know that that was Tate Brady's garage, the mm. Kane's ballroom. And somebody bought it and turned it into Kane's ballroom when it, when it went up for sale in like 1924 or something like that. But I'm like, man, imagine how big his front yard or something or like it was was Kane's is like going down the road mm-hmm. and for that to be a garage that's crazy but as um, in where you parked your own personal car is not yeah, like collection it, car collection yeah, car collection uh like, so it's similar it's circumstances oh I'm sorry go ahead oh uh, no I was just saying like a showroom and it's where you parked on some Batman yeah like garage type <laughs> shit <laughs> like it was a access space but in the place it looks like a garage and then like the whole side stage is the service area the whole nine yeah 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 once i pictured that i was like damn that's crazy but just to give people a like quick little slight facts he was he was the founder of tulsa quote unquote um oil and hotel hotel uh had a lot of hotels and um, and he uh, also invested in in oppression and um, KKK, and just well invested and looked as a lookout, a lookout guy for the massacre when the massacre happened. And so that's who uh, Tate Brady is. His house was built um, the same as Robert E. Lee, and uh, just very was built exactly the same and. Um, it's always been a house that we would see growing up because everybody, when you, when you live in Skyline, you, sometimes you take that Denver and you go down, you know what I'm saying? You pass that house, um, all the time, just going down Edison to get to Skyline Ridge. So if you grew up where we grew up, that house is something you would see. You either see the back of it going down to Tisdale all the time, or you'll see the front of it. <laughs> from time to time, uh, taking the shortcut to the house. So um, we always would notice it, but that's, I thought it was so dope when I found out Felix got it. I was like, dang, that's tight. So I heard that Felix, you knew that when you were a kid, you wanted to buy the house even before you knew the history of it. Yes, ma'am. Tell us stories about that. Okay. um, First of all, I mean, like Steph's saying, you know, we, ride down i went to school at roosevelt also so my school my, my elementary school was right down the street from it and i used to ride my bike to school and i never went straight home but you know when i finally got home that was, that was one of you know that was one of the homes i passed that was one of the areas i always went through and i used to stop and look at that house because it was so ginormous and you know it was it was just like wow, how's who who lives here? Never knew that that was a, a, a landmark in Tulsa. 
you know, uh, but yeah, um, just so happened it became available. And, you know, I was, I was for, fortunate enough to be able to, you know, invest in it. And, you know, I, I, that's why I say, you know, you, you can't st- you can't give up on what you dream and what you believe in because you keep working at it. It's going to come true. I mean, I'm a, I'm a true statement of that. Uh, growing up in Tulsa, uh, I think Steph even mentioned it once before, all we relied on was sports. You know, the thing is, we that was our way out of out of the neighborhood, a way out of the, you know, for a better, a better life. Right. But you know, when it, but when that came available, I was like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna change everybody's life with this. Uh, because we're gonna be up in here partying, we're gonna be up in here, you know, changing the, the whole outlook on how this place, you know, was was is branded. So, you know, it 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 was just all. I, I say God, he he did he he put me in places, did a lot of things for me that you know I I didn't I couldn't imagine. So I'm just I was just blessed and, and you know and and extremely you know excited that I I'm able to you know do certain things like this. So let's talk about some of those certain things that have happened in the mansion. Namely, I mean, of course, the number one thing we can get into a little later, but the Fire in Little Africa recording sessions, there was one night that happened there. But let's talk about some of the other things that have happened there. All right. So we've got like the Dreamland video shoot, Steph. One of my most (laughs) favorite memories is the Upside video shoot. Yeah. Already. What a a great day. That's the one that kicked out itself. It's the Upside video. You know what I'm saying? That was uh, Upside video was like the reintroduction of Steph and Felix. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm I'm at I'm at Chris Davis' apartment, and we over here thinking of concepts for album covers, and. I'm like, man, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it on Greenwood. And Chris is like, man, you should do it at the mansion. I can get in touch with uh I just I was just talking to Adrian. Shout out to Adrian. Buddy. We can highlight f- no Adrian Bradley. Adrian oh, okay. Bradley is a is a, a friend of ours. He's he's also part of Skyline Star Records, who you don't see. Um, but um he reached out. And we got a hold of Felix and was, and you know what I'm saying? We didn't even get a hold of Felix yet, actually, for the album cover. We got a hold of him for the video shoot. So we actually just went to the mansion. And I'm like, man, that's my homie. He ain't, you know, I didn't even know he had cameras or anything out there or anything like that. So we just show up and I'm with five We taking pictures and, um, I'm out front with my kids. They won't be still. They actually like end up in the albums in the in the uh they end up in the in the photo. Um, I'm, I'm yeah in the photo. I'm over thinking like Eris was there. Eris wasn't even there yet. She wasn't even born yet. It was no. tripping me out. But Arian end up in the picture because she wanted to jump off the fountain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 so I'm all frustrated. The picture ain't going how I planned it, but it actually turned out right. And then in the midst of shooting, here come this, here come this Hummer coming down the street. 
And I'm like, man, Felix had a hummer like that. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. And everybody knows Felix for smiling, always smiling. Every time you see him, he's smiling, right? Yeah. So, like, the window go down slow, and you just see the smile. And he like, hey, is that Steph? And I was like, damn, Felix, what's poppin'? Like, I hope you don't mind we out front. And you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't seen him in, what, eight to ten years. So I'm like, man, I hope you don't mind that I'm out front your yard taking pictures unsolicited, like, just unsolicited. And he was like, man, y'all want to go inside? I want to show y'all the inside. And I'm oh like, gosh. it's my first time going in. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go inside. And, and Fabius is like, damn, we this is Felix Jones, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, we go inside, he shows us around, and I'm just like, damn, this is crazy. And then he like, man, y'all want to go upstairs? And I'm like, damn. And um, <laughs> he's showing us around, and he like, y'all want to go to the third balcony? I'm like, ah, this this is it's still the homie, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's... <laughs> He's still good. Like yeah. he's showing us around and stuff like that. He could have easily <laughs> been like, "Hey man, what you doing, dog? You can't be, you know what I'm saying? You can't be out here just taking pictures." He could have easily did that. And he like, we really just kicked it off. It was like we ain't seen. It was like we picked up right where we left off at that mm-hmm. moment. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I came back. And was like, hey man, I want to just do a video out front. We don't even gotta go in. I just want to make a statement and put put all these black people out here. And we just gonna have a party in the line, and we just gonna represent because uh, Pimp Butterfly just came out, and I love that. Uh, I love that album cover. I wanted that feel. You know what I'm saying for a video. And Felix was with it. We pulled it off. You know, upside. The rest is history, man. Upside went crazy for me, like. I wasn't expecting it, but yeah, that was that was like the re-acclimation of Stefan, like you know what I'm saying, of Stefan Felix. So it was dope. I love What's up? That. All that full circle moment. Full Y'all circle, were, man. Shout out to CD. Shout you kind of reminded me of something too, Steph. So when I was a kid, there was a mansion in our town that um, you know, I'm in small town, so I, I, that feeling that you had about like when, when Felix goes, y'all want to see the inside? There mm-hmm. were so many times <laughs> that we would walk past his house as kids. I'd be like, man, I just want to go in there and see what the ha- the rooms look like and whatever. Never really got a chance. Like I would kind of see, you know, the lower part because it was actually my cousin's neighbor. Um, and then eventually like the house actually burned down. We I don't think it was an accident either, but <laughs> I digress. Yeah, it was but, so um, Say what? I said it was so like eerie my first time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's yeah. that's one of spooky, the things creepy. you know, going back to go back a little further, Steph, with the the history of the mansion and what some of the kind of things that were actually happening there and some of the I wanted to see if you would tell some of those stories as well. Man, I don't really like to give these type of people that much pu- publicity. Yeah, no, I hear that. But you I can you can you touch on it as far as a lot of bad shit happened there. Okay, let's just leave it that way. Very, keep it very simple. A lot of bad yeah. things happened there, but whenever the recording sessions happened there, it was like a, uh, I like to think of it as a big old piece of sage. <laughs> a transmutation uh, of bad hooju yes. in a singular space. 
Yeah, like, man. It was it was definitely that. And I sazed it out and I, I brought some smudge sticks from Cali. And I smudged it and everything, but we was the sage too when we came in there. Yeah, yeah. But uh Fire in Little Africa. You definitely could feel it. And because I've been in there like a million times since that first time that Felix showed me around. Yeah. It was cool to see everybody's first time. And Felix, so how, I, how, I wanted to ask Felix, how did you feel knowing that you bought the mansion and then just like a few years later, here's the fire and little app. Like, how did that make you feel? Because here we know now that you're this huge music lover mm-hmm. and people <laughs> are making a whole album inside the mansion. Like, how do you feel about that, man? Um, uh, Steph actually brought it to my attention. You know, uh, I didn't understand the concept when he first brought it to me. But, you know, um, when I sat down with, with uh, um, Steph and um, Doc, Dr. View, man, he kind of explained it to me. He, 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 he brought, he brought, he brought uh, me to, you know, where they were at and, and, the, and, the, and the feeling and the thinking of this album, the project that they wanted to do. And, you know, I couldn't help but to be involved. Um, I mean, I was excited that they wanted to involve you know, the house anyway, but you know, what they were going to do and how it was gonna be, you know, uh, all of our, all, you know, rappers coming from all over the state until, you know, a well-known Ku Klux Klansman's home. And we in here, you know, rapping, talking about, you know, the hardships of, you know, what happened way back then. And you know, it, it, I mean, just all of that that we had to, uh, that people endured back in that time, and you know, now we have uh, descendants of these these people who was who was tragically killed and you know tragically lost their homes, you know, businesses, things of that, and you know, of all of that. Now we in you know the home of the person who possibly orchestrated all of this. And now we, you know, for people to speak on and talk about it, it was amazing. Um, the feel that I had, you know, as far as having rappers in here, setting up studios, setting up booths, you know, getting getting it in, um, it was awesome. I, I was excited about it. And I, I'm, uh, I was excited about being a part of what, you know, Fire Little Africa had to bring. And, you know, for me, it was just an excitement level that, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't turn away, you know, even if it was, you know, something that was uh, could have been. I, I, I want to say uh, what I want to say, uh, something that could have benefited me even more. But, you know, I, I didn't I didn't care too much about that. I want I want to have these guys in here that to kind of make their creation and. And, and do music and, you know, us being able to put this on the album uh, or, or, or put, you know, music that was created in here on the album. And then this is gonna live forever. Um, yeah. I, I was excited about that. And, you know, being here in, in, in the, the formerly Brady Mansion doing that, uh, uh, what I was thinking is this man is over here doing flips in his, in his cell <laughs> in the bottom of the dirt. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, it was exciting for me. 
Yeah. I do want to say to all the artists, if anybody is listening, man, I appreciate. I ain't get to really just say that. Like we we this is somebody's home and investment and yeah and all that. And we was like everybody was cordial and cool. Like we came to work. Like everybody mm-hmm. came to work and there wasn't no problems. Didn't nothing get broken. Nothing. Like everybody was just mm-hmm. kind to the property and like throwing their trash away and everything you know what i'm saying it really wasn't no problems yeah. to worry about like everything was just treated in orderly conduct and in respect it felt and like I, uncle felix's house it don't it was, it, was, yeah, like, yeah, it, it was just dope you know what i'm saying it was just dope and like even everybody had a good time all the all the writers and was like the, a house full of folks that was raised right yeah, yeah, that's what it exactly felt like. Dark. Just a, a, a house full of home training was just in there and <laughs> just, just recording and getting it going. So, sorry, I like that you know, Tone was there for a period of time working on a lot of his art, but of course, some other really great things are happening there now. You have what um, two Skyline Mansion markets now there? Yeah, is that right? Ma'am. This, yes, is this ma'am. Uh, coming up? Yeah. Yeah, we're going on the third. Yeah, um, this is uh, this is uh, something that we, something I always thought about, but uh, Steph actually brought it to me and he was like, "Man, we can do this. Let's 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 try. Let's see how how this work out." And you know, I was all for it. And now it's it's like, man, uh, I can't wait to I I can't wait to get uh, get them going more often in in, uh, in town. Uh, so uh, it's 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 taking off, and I'm we're excited about this. Definitely excited for the vendors, you know, th- th- that they get to come out and and sell their, you know, what they produced and uh, what they made, and, and that's exciting for me, you know, because I get to go out in front yard and see all the the, the great items, you know, purchasing yeah. something that I need, and you know, go back in the in the house. But it, it's 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 something that like like Steph said, we want to make this bigger and, and bigger and bigger and you know uh and hopefully you know we can we can um have a lot of these local businesses you know turn out and and, and make some of you know make some great some some great things come out in the future yeah, yeah. get that start like kind of just get they start get their feet wet you know yeah. what i'm saying they always gonna remember they started started there and so the next one is coming up saturday march 27th what time will be Will that be happening, you guys? 11 or 4. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And if a vendor wanted to sell their products at the Skyline Mansion Market, how do they get in touch with you? Man, they first, everybody, please find find Felix Jones on Facebook. Um, my, my page is under maintenance. But find Felix Jones on Facebook. And we have skyline.venue at gmail.com where you can send um, an inquiry or um, skylinemansion.com uh, is, is, will be available soon. Okay, so, but I would say the primary point of contact is probably the email address, which is skyline.venue at gmail.com. So if you want to set up a, a vendor booth, send all of your information there, your name, the name of your organization, what your product is, and how do I become a vendor? Exactly. It's always a good time, a good day. The Rue's Kitchen be coming out with the food. Uh, oh, but Doc, tell them what LaRue's Kitchen is going to do on the 27th. I don't even know. Yes, you do. 
Oh, come oh. on now, you don't. Can I tell him? Can I tell him? I'm out of the Wait, 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 because yeah. we're gonna, we gonna fight. We're gonna fight about who's gonna tell him. Are Steph. you at the loop? Are I'm you at the, the loop on this? Oh, yeah, before I bring you, hey, can I, can I, can I play the balcony again? Is that cool? Can yeah, you play the who? So, so, so Doc is Doc Freeman is the house DJ at Skyline. Right. Let us, let us say that first. Uh, he just reached out. and was like, hey man, y'all need some music, and now he's the house Doc. DJ. So um, you can always find Dr. Freeman on the balcony at the, at the venue, setting the mood, uh, yeah, making the vibe. DJ man, oh man, he up there, he up there jamming, just jamming. So everybody dog. loves that. That that really created the uh, the vibe and the atmosphere, like when you when you when you come out there. But since you at the loop, at the loop, golly. Wait, can I tell it? Wait, I want to tell it. Can we tell them? Because yes, we can tell them. Tell them. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. All right, let's go ahead, y'all. I feel like I need a drum. Y'all, Chef Bezel of Larue's Kitchen is having. We're having a crawfish boil that day. But wait, but wait, Doc. But wait, that's not it, Steph. What is it? It's free. It's free. So anyone who attends, you get to come to a crawfish boil with LaRue's freaking kitchen, y'all. First come, first serve. Get out there quickly. I dig on, I dig on the smell, but due to an unfortunate event in uh, in my origin story, I do not dig on the mud bug. Uh, I know. know. But can you have, you can have a piece of corn or some of this. Why you do that? Uh, sausage, potatoes, corn. Yes, yes, yes. All of that. Onions, yeah, all that. So, Doc, yeah, yeah. can you want, you want me to bring you a plate upstairs to the balcony with no crawfish in it? Stupendous. <laughs> I would love to be your DJ assistant that day. Stupid. <laughs> hey, but also just to let everybody know that will also be the official launch of our spring clothing line yes. for Fire and Little Africa. Yeah, bucket hats, so, the dad hats, the shorts. Oh, God. I forgot Come about on. the bucket hats, Doc. Okay. Oh gosh, I forgot all about that. Printed by Mythic Press. Yeah, dope. Right? So. Is Mythic still with us on the? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so make sure y'all come out. Make sure the crawfish boil is going to be. I'm so excited for that. Like, yo, LaRue's freaking kitchen doing a crawfish boil. Are you kidding me? Man, and they partnered with Thank You Farms on the treats, too. Yeah. Yeah, He holds it down out there. He holds it down because. Um, I was telling him his importance to the market is like because it when he when he is selling a gumbo and and cooking and frying chicken and stuff like that, the line is long and you gotta wait about fifteen minutes to get your food. So when people are pulling up to come get food, they're like walking around and checking mm-hmm. out the other vendors mm-hmm. and they leaving they leaving they with, with shirts type of stuff just because they came to get the food and I was like man that's you really kind of setting the tone with the uh, you know what I'm saying for the market which is dope so you definitely leave with an empty pocketbook because yeah you do. Actually, yeah. am I right Felix I'm just saying yeah, yeah, absolutely right but that's good that's great yeah uh, you know the, the town comes out and support uh, circulate there it is absolutely yeah. Yeah. Come on down. Bring like fifty dollars at least, and come on down to the twenty seventh Skyline Mansion Market. Man, we we gonna do this. We are gonna do this until it get cold. 
So, so Steph, you were one of our first guests almost a year mm -hmm. ago on the podcast. A year ago. How are you feeling a year after recording Fela? How, uh, what do you got in store for this year? Tell us about Dickie Rose season two. Like, come on, fam, what you got going on? It has been a year, man. That's when like COVID was crazy. We were sitting in the garage with the mask on. We was elbow bumping and we was we was just doing it and, and <laughs> Jimmy at, Joe's garage. And, and now we a year later and um feel is completely done. Um I can't announce what has happened to Phyllis since it's been out, but it's like I've been getting my mind right to because I'm going into uncharted territory. I'm getting out of my uh, content Tulsa rap scene bubble that I've been mm -hmm. living in for like eight years. And I'm going into a world where everything is new. It's like a blank slate again on a wider mark. Like it's the, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. on a wide margin. And so. Almost a fish out of water. But I'm, yeah, like I'm a fish out of water, but I know how to swim. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I know how to swim in any water, but it's like, all right, I'm coming out of a pond and I'm about to go into like the ocean. They about to throw me back in the ocean. And um with a school of fish, with like 50 of my best fish friends. And uh, <laughs> and we about to and we about to just swim out. <laughs> and we about to just swim out in the ocean. So um, I'm just getting prepared for it. I'm getting prepared to be dumped in, like, they say crabs in a bucket. They say, they always say this is a crabs crabs in a bucket city. And I feel like the, we're about to get dumped into the water now. Like, we're, we're out the bucket. Yeah. So um, that's cool. I've been getting my mind right for that, man. I'm excited. On top of uh, releasing our first Skyline Star project, mm -hmm. which is... Drum roll, uh, Diamonds from the Tisdale. Yeah. Um, this is the fifth anniversary, uh, fifth year since I released Visions from the Tisdale. Oh, my so, God. Um, so, Diamonds from the Tisdale. Um, Hold on, pause. I got to talk to my baby now. Pause for one second. Come on. Where is she at? She's right outside this door, and that's why I was in the closet because I knew y'all would hear this door, like door knob, like rattling eventually. And um, it happened when he's funny. He asked me questions when he was asking Felix questions. She oh, yeah, wasn't of course. Even she hear you talking to someone else. <laughs> uh, it's not her. Me. All right, I'm about to go on mute, man. But yeah, Diamonds from the Tisdale. Um, it's getting ready to drop. Um, and it's gonna drop on Felix Jones Day. Which is an official city oh. day. Wait a minute, go back. What's Felix Jones Day? What day is that? Uh, it's it's May eighth. Hey. It's oh my gosh, that is so dope. Yeah, it's almost been ten Are years now. So yeah, it's, it's I, I I think we 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 might do something this year to kind of celebrate it. Uh, it's up in the air right now, but be you know be on the lookout because we might have might block off the street and have like a little block party at the mansion or something i can see my city coming up i want my cut rapping for that bar tab that 10 percent it ain't enough i can see my prices set it's sitting firm it ain't no bluff pray we get to buy that block because we don't need another church i can see we broke that curse i can see my young niggas know they worth if they don't make it to that league they still can make it off that turf uh. 
2021 is closing in, we on alert. I can see them vultures coming, gon' make sure we eatin' first. I can see progression on that gap, they playin' chess, feel like the movie fresh. Before we shop at Pullock or we shop at Silhouette. Off at Wanda J's, shopping game with the older heads. Over turkey, bacon, potatoes, and cheese eggs. I can see your books sell on Denver Ave, where they used to serve them fiends. And the owners got the same skin as me. I was standing all on top of Big Bertha, that's where I had a dream. I tried to build a fan base and build a scene. I lost a vision. Look how far we came. As I look around, feel like the source for the change. Vision. Look how far we came. As I look around, feel like the source for the change. Vision. Look how far we came. As I look around, feel like the source for the change. Vision. Look how far we came. As I look around, feel like the source for the change. Well, and Felix, you've done so much for the community. I just. I want to take a moment to say thank you for everything that you've done. For sure, um, for sure. Shoot, man, just getting the mansion. Just, I love seeing all this come together and especially the whole, y'all were childhood friends. And then, like you said, you picked right back up where you left off. You know what I mean? Like you knew Steph still had that kind of motivation mindset. So thank yeah, you for he, it. So he's a humble guy. He got his own day and he just mentioned it on like accident and i was like what you got yeah. your own day you ain't never did nothing for your own day i guess you ain't i guess when you got your own day you don't post to but like that's what i'm, <laughs> I'm like you got your own day, bro. you got your own day like let's do something bro like we gotta we gotta go crazy so if this jones bro you ran for a million touchdowns let's Let's celebrate. Exactly. Let's celebrate. That's why I need to piggyback on there and say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a very humble Dallas Cowboys fan since 93. Oh, really? Man, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Y'all gonna have me over here boohooing and say. <laughs> it's your turn now, Felix. I cried last week. Right. So, <laughs> I, really I appreciate him, man. He just hopped out. You know, like I told him, I'm like, bro, I ain't trying to put all this on you i know you get get this a lot from everybody we got we got a bunch of friends you know what i'm saying so yeah. i didn't want to like once he reached out to me i was like dang all right let's let's turn it up so yeah. since then we've been running it up man to mention and, and rebranding it is changing our lives in real time like so i saw steph dope. i saw steph with pony one day and he was rocking the Felix Jones jersey. And I my eyes yeah, yeah. lit up. I was my eyes lit up. I was like, hey. And he looked at me, goes like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't get it twisted. That's just the homie. I was like, I don't even mess with this team, but that's the homie. I'm a Denver, I'm a Denver Bronco fan. Exactly. And you I, and Case, man, on them Broncos. Jeez. Me and Case, shout out to Case Morgan, man. I'm a big Bronco fan, but I enjoy watching Dallas, though. I ain't gonna act like when they come on, you don't stop what you're doing and watch the Cowboy game. I ain't going to front. But, yeah, man, I was wearing that jersey because that's, that's the homie. And it was sitting in the thrift store for, like, $10. I was like, nah, nah, y'all got me messed up. Like, give me this jersey. <laughs> All right. Like, give me this jersey, oh. man. Like, give me this jersey. What are y'all doing with this jersey in this thrift store? In, in perfect condition. like Crispy. That's what I was about to say. It was like, crispy, dude. That was, like, the first condition. thing I caught. I was like, this is crispy. And I'm like, oh, nah, right. give me that. And I wore it, I wore it to the uh 
Visions video, you know what I'm saying? I wore it to the festival. And uh, yeah, man, that was- What size uh, is it, Steph? I don't know if I can fit it anymore. You can't fit it no more. You can't fit it anymore. Yeah, you've been, you been working out. You like, let, me, let me hold it for a minute. I'm just, <laughs> not working out, but I think I've, I don't think I can fit it, but it's, it's, it's at, um, it's now donated to No Parking Studio, so it, the uh, the numbers may have paint on them by now. So no, no, it's it's in a safe spot, in there. Okay, right, right, right. I, I pass it like every day. It must okay. be. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that was yours. I didn't know that was yours. Oh my was, gosh, that was it. That's the one. It's, it's right next to the shiny jacket. Yeah, that's the one. Or the is it in there with my trench coat too, Doc? Because yeah, yeah, I got a trench coat. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, y'all. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Okay, so question for both of y'all. Since it is Women's History Month, I'm required to ask of you. Come on. <laughs> who, are, who are some women? Well, you know, I don't know. It's it's another one of those eh, things. Mm. <laughs> but uh, what women in the Fire and Little Africa project inspire you and why? Question for both of you. Oh, okay. Mm. Can I say you first? I'm gonna start with you, Allie, just cause you on the, just cause, just cause you on the, uh, in my face. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start with you. I know you don't want to cry today, but I'm about to pull one about you. You do a lot of work um, for for Fire in Little Africa, big facts, and um, and you are very, 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 um, like selfless for everybody right out the gate and um and it's behind the scenes you know what i'm saying it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff then without even having a wrap on the on the project you keep this podcast just just saying the podcast going but like just setting the tone making sure all these artists because it's, it's a lot of artists to deal with so it's photo shoots it's videos it's 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 gonna be tours and the shows and all this stuff that you help be the glue for so everybody is on the same page. It's hard to do that with a five-man group. Okay. We're doing this with with 30 people. And um that's on a day-to-day basis. That's dope. And I commend you for that being a woman of Fire and Little Africa. Um, but if you want to talk about artist um Jerica, because Jerica kicked everybody out the studio and wrote the best verse that I think on the album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she like made everybody leave. And when we came back, we was like, that's all you need to do. You don't need to say nothing else on this project. <laughs> like you don't need to do nothing else. So and she's so well she's so well spoken. She probably to me got the most knowledge of just being a black woman um just the most uh she works for the Greenwood Art Project like she's supposed to be on this album and she's supposed to be showing up like she did and representing like she did so I'm gonna say Jerrica Wortham for sure and she's uh on the side of Mirror with me too which is dope that's like my sister <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's right that's, that's dope so yeah I'm gonna say Jerrica you and Jerrica Thank you, Steph. I'm, I I sucked them back in. I didn't let one drop, but I, you, did, you did bring them to the to the forefront. What about how about you, Felix? I'm gonna say 
I'm gonna say Alex, y'all. Um, like I said, uh, I got a chance when I got a chance to speak with you uh, upstairs and 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 tell you how much of an inspiration you were, you know, to you know local artists around here. And when you 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 were able to, you know, put them on on a big loudspeaker, and everybody can hear them. And I told you, you know, that was that was that's that's, that's great because. You know, you're giving us an opportunity, not even myself, but like Steph and other artists in the town, you know, you give them an opportunity to be heard. And also, you know, for Philo Africa, I mean, with with like with the podcast and this, I, uh, I'm, I'm just excited to be a part of it as well. But like uh, like Steph said, you know, you you have been there since the beginning. You you you've helped these guys you know, create a platform for themselves by putting them on the radio or getting them a chance to, you know, uh, be a part of what we what, what's going on in Tulsa. And I think that's great. Um, I'm not familiar I'm with all the artists, you know, like Steph is there. Um, but um, I, uh, I I commend all the women who come in and, and who came in and, and, and did their thing, you know, um, with all the guys that was, you know, involved with this, uh, the women, you know, they make it. They they put the they put the style in, and they put the they put the sauce on top of it. You know, they they decorate it. They make it look good. They make it little you know, when people drizzles. I gotta yeah, tell yeah, y'all yeah. something, if you don't mind. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Felix. Uh, I gotta tell y'all, I actually finished editing a story last night for Focus Black Oklahoma that will air um, this coming Sunday, but it will have already aired by the time our podcast airs, and it is about the women of Fila. And um, what a full circle moment for me um, to be able to, you know, give that just, you know, here I, again, like Steph said, I'm here in the background, you know, doing all this, but like, I'm literally talking back to my computer, like, oh, Jericho, oh, yeah, yeah, you say that, OT Rush, like, you want to make sure, like, you know, um, thank you for giving them their accolades and in giving yeah. them that opportunity because women do bring that little extra, what'd you say, Seth sauce? <laughs> like it's just no, no. that little, you know, feeling and, and I'm not even going to give it away. T rush like put it so perfectly in his interview. So make sure you check out focus black Oklahoma. When you get an opportunity, um, the episode for March, 2021, it's really going to be a great story, and I'm just uh, so honored to know each and every one of these artists. Um, shout out to the woman for Fila and artists behind the scenes, photography, Sheree, photography. Yeah. Um, and let's keep going on. Like we got models. Like shout out to Taviana and Janae. Like shout out to all the models. Like the list keep going on for what women of Fila is. It's not just artists. The list is like. <laughs> really like making it whole and uh because don't nobody want to look at my ugly ass all day anyway so. <laughs> call yourself like so we need we need we need these we need these strong women a part of this and, and that like i said that let's keep going on more and more and, and bringing more value to this to this project so shout out to y'all for real Thank y'all. I appreciate you. I've, I've recently came across my own little personal, I said came across, but I was thinking about like, why have I been placed on this earth is to amplify the voices of those who want and need to be heard. That's why I'm placed on this earth. So, 
Yes. Our co-host hey, last cook, week. She had just she had just had a baby like that week. Days, mm-hmm. days like, before. Days and showed up and was there till like five at night. Shout out to Ayla too. I forgot. Shout out to Ayla. Shout out to just had a baby. Shout out to Christina Suarez. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, KO. Bambi. Yes. Um, KO doing her thing. Shout out to y'all, man. Tizzy. So, yeah. Tizzy. Tizzy. So T-Rush, Jericho, Mrs. Wortham. I'm go- I will. Mrs. That's her Wart- rapper name. Yeah. Asha. <laughs> Asha, LaCole. Y'all, they killed it. All right. So we, we touched on earlier. I know that, uh, Felix, you mentioned that when you guys were growing up, that's when you started learning about the Tulsa Race Massacre. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that and, you know, maybe the impact it may have had on you? And about what age was that? Because you said y'all were young, but you didn't really say how old you were. Uh, I, I like I said, I think we were around middle school where we were able to comprehend, you know, what we were, the, the things we were told. Um, we were told that, you know, we used to have a, a prominent, you know, uh, business area around Tulsa. You know, uh, black folks used to work together and, you know, um, do things together. They were, you know, empowered. They were rich. They had things they had on their own. They you know, they did what they supposed to do to work with, you know, the situation they had to work with. Um, the impact that had on me as far as, you know, the destruction that took place, uh, I, I, I really couldn't understand at that point in time. Um, just the fact that I guess people were striving to be better and somebody wanted to destroy that. I mean, I, I really couldn't understand that. So um, once I got able to, you know, really understand the whole situation as far as, you know, um, it, it was just hatred, you know, people seeing another group of people, you know, striving and doing what they supposed to do and any anything to get in and involved with that community or destruct the destruction of the community. I, I, I believe people were waiting on that and, you know, just figuring out that Brady Tate, the house that I was so intrigued with as a kid, you know, he had a whole lot to do with it. So that just much more fueled, you know, myself, if this chance or if this uh, house is able, ever available, you know, I'm, 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 I'm taking it. Um, so, I mean, just, it was, it was just the fact that, you know, people were down here striving. They were doing, they were black. It was black success. You know, they had, you know, uh, bus companies, you know, uh, private planes, movie theaters, grocery shops. I mean, grocery stores, all type of things, the necessities we need, you know, to, to, to live, for people to live, for people to have entertainment, for people, you know, just to, you know, keep a business alive. They had other, you know, they had what they need needed around us. Everything was them at that point in time. Like it's like Steph say, I mean, so 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 now it's it's now it's like how can we replicate some of the things they did back in the day? Yeah. You know, and that's where that's where my mindset is now. Is where can we? How can we bring some of what they had back together? At least. We start right here at the founders of Tulsa House, so it, it, it you know it was just something that I 
I always thought about because that's my hometown. That's where I grew up at. And I never, you know, would have thought that something would like that happen where I grew up. So it, it, it always, you know, was something that uh, I felt like we had over other towns is that we had some, we had some history, we had some enrichment, you know, past and yeah, a lot of a lot of people don't want us to know. And that was another thing for me is that how could this be so hidden, you know, don't nobody talk about it, don't nobody know about it. And it's almost a hundred years later. Yeah. I, I really couldn't understand that either. But I guess the the destruction of a whole community and you know uh, somebody who had to pull themselves up from the bootstraps, as they say, mm-hmm. um, they're doing that thing. They're, they're striving. They're, they're successful, and I guess that wasn't pleasing for everybody's eyes. And that was something I just couldn't. I just couldn't wrap that around my mind. How, how can somebody? How can the group of people? you know, do something and y'all just take it away. For no reason at all. No. You know, Steph, I want to direct this to you. I I think you, I'm sure you already realize this, but, um, you know, one thing that we found through a lot of our interviews with different guests is that they actually learned about it through your album, two albums, I'm going to say, Visions from the Tisdale and Born on Black Wall Street. How does that make you feel that, that you're kind of a history teacher in some ways? Like, speak on that a little bit. I think it's dope. Um, that's what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, once I found out about, I found out late. Like, I, I didn't, they probably told us when we was Felix at, back in the day what Felix was saying, but I probably didn't listen. And I wasn't paying attention. So when I did find out, I felt like if I didn't know, then everybody like none of my friends act like they know we don't you know what i'm saying i knew i knew greenwood was i knew the grass was greener and cut and <laughs> on greenwood like i knew the houses looked better and it was a black neighborhood and carver was there and the, the the uh the track the trail that everybody would walk on like i knew that neighborhood just felt historically black i knew that but i didn't know why and so once I found out, like, I wanted to, uh, I felt like we finally had that foundational piece in music that we was missing that would make somebody love your city and even care about it. You know what I'm saying? So once I uh, start implementing that in my music, I was spreading awareness at the same time without even, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people's first time was me was was hearing me and um i'm just happy i really did my research on it and really like fell in love with learning about the city you know what i'm saying like really it ain't nobody it ain't no fly by night motherfucker just throwing out facts for the fun of it for the sake of you know what i'm saying just for the sake of knowing that the world is gonna care about this like for the for the hype you know what i'm saying it really it really wasn't about the hype like i really got deep deeply engulfed into the like bringing this mentality back to so much i wanted to further it 
and not say Black Wall Street anymore. I wanted to say everything is us because that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, how I was like, how can I further this mentality without saying Black Wall Street? Because I know that's gonna get ran in the ground, like that term and that 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 name. And um, I just wanted to continue it because it's something I fell in love with doing research on was. And it was crazy because I never cared about the city as much as I did after, after the fact. So it's cool that I think it's cool. I, I hope more people know. And because of Final Africa, like we going to be the reason everybody know. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's, that's amazing. Like that's one, I feel like I did my job. All right, y'all. So last question. Felix, you've already touched on this. We've heard mm-hmm. Steph speak on it, but we'll we'll get to him. But let's start with you. What does everything is us mean to you? Everything is us means to me um, that, you know, we have, we have to uh, be patient with each other, start to learn each other's ways and, you know, figure out how we can come together and make something, or create something, you know, that we can continue to work together whenever we need to. That's that's what everything is us means to me is that I can come to you and, you know, you my brother, and I ask you to do something, we figure out a way to do it. You know, we don't have to go call Joe Blow over there we figure out who who can do something. How can we get in touch with them? And then how can we get the work done? Or, you know, that's that's with anything, you know, if I'm if I'm looking for answers for a certain thing, if I'm looking for, you know, uh, some advice, I'm, I'm gonna call my brother. I'm gonna call somebody who's been in the struggle with me, you know, who understands, you know, where I'm feeling, I mean, where I'm coming from and how I'm feeling. So I think, I'm thinking that, you know, for us to get back into believing in one another, um, that's everything is us. You know, uh, you got to have some type of trust or, you know, build some type of trust in the person or, you know, help somebody out who ain't quite got it all. Who, As far as business, you know, uh, knowledge is, you know, that, that that's what I mean by sharing your, your knowledge and then you know, being able to come back and compensate, do something for one another. Um, that's that's a, that's that's the everything is us uh, mentality for me. Is that I can go I can go to Steph and we can come up with something. We can do some business together. You know, we don't always have to agree, but I can you know definitely come to some type of uh, neutral ground or even uh, grounds with Steph, and we, we know we can make some work happen that where we can still take care of ourselves our families and you know not have to you know depend on a nine to five you know that's not bad but you know we we definitely would like to have everything stay within you know us you know it, it don't it, it doesn't have to you know uh involve a lot of people across the across the way if you know somebody who could who can do some work for you and they do it well, hey, why not call that person that you know? Call it, you know, support that person who's doing something to, to better themselves. And I think if, if everybody can 
you know, put how they feel about a certain person doing certain things away and just give somebody a chance. Uh, you never know what you can come out with. Um, as far as your product, you might be you might be extremely happy, could be extremely disappointed, but you know, giving somebody a chance and uh, other than you know uh, a very uh, how can I say company that's very uh, well known, you know, give give somebody who's from your neighborhood who's who's really trying to be somebody, give them a chance. So that's that's what I mean by everything is us. Is let's work together. That's how I feel about Fulton Street Books. Every time I think about buying a book, there's this popular website I can go visit right now and probably get it tomorrow, right? However, mm -hmm. I know that Fulton Street is going to, if they do not have the book, they're going to get it for me. They're going to call me and say, which I'm literally looking at a voicemail on my phone right now. They left me a message today about five o'clock. And I know what it's for. It's Dr. Regina Bradley's book that I ordered. Exactly. See? I was like, I need this book, but I don't want to order it from that website because I know I could get it from Fulton Yeah, Street. you know you can get That's that book. Right. You know you can go to Walmart. You know you can you can go here and go here, but like it just means so much more that that exists um, to, yes. to to use to use your uh, Amazon gonna be all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Amazon gonna be all right. They ain't yeah. missing. They they're not missing your business like that. Like they appreciate it too, but like, and not to say Fulton needs it, but like, why not put why not put it there? You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is somebody you you see in in the community every day, or you at least got access to. So uh, it ain't like she's not in the store. You know what I'm saying? You can just say hi to you when you see these these people that you see. Mm -hmm. So um, that are tangible and are providing services for the same thing that you can get somewhere else. So and even if it's a little bit more, I get it. You know, that's usually what it, well, it's cheaper if I buy. Okay. I was but about to say that too. Even if it's like, even, it's like maybe a dollar or two more. Like yeah. I, I, it's yeah. not that big yeah. of a difference. Totally just, worth the customer service I'm going to get from yeah. my hometown bookstore. You know? I do. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah. oh, sorry. You already know my reason. I, I need to explain that. I need to explain everything is us. Like, I mean, you know, if you want to touch on a little bit more, you could. I got a million. I got a million. But, okay, um, well, pick one that you would have never thought to mention before. I think you should choose one thing that maybe you wouldn't have mentioned before about a, another form of definition of everything is us. Everything is us is is communication that's what um that's one for today everything is us is communication um and that's how you find that's how you uh, gain value within and you find out what somebody is even useful for everybody is put into your life in some type of diameter they're they're around they're around you um, I always use Professor X's Cerebro as, <laughs> as an example where he was he's looking for a certain mutant and he got hopping that big ball and uh, a Disney World ball and he like put his mind out there 
and he find the person he need. You know what I'm saying? And that person might disappear because he needs somebody to disappear. Or that person might got claws because he needs somebody with claws. So, like, you just reach out and find um, our cerebral's communication, you know what I'm saying, and putting stuff in the air and praying about it and speaking it, and you'll find it. And it it normally be a person you grew up with, y'all, that you've been knowing that you ain't even really just said two words to, but finally, 10 years later, it's like, dang, this person is like, Somebody pulling up in a Hummer yeah. while you stand yeah, on the front exactly. steps. This, this, everything this happens person, when it's supposed to. This person, is a missing, the person is a missing piece to the puzzle. And communication, <laughs> all it was was communication. He, like I said, he was like, And a hey. smile. Communication and a smile. Don't and a smile, smile. Like a welcoming smile. I'm like, all right, we ain't, it don't seem like we about to get kicked out. But he smiled so much that he could be like, hi, yeah, get out my line. <laughs> 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 he could have did that too. You know what I'm saying? But like, this is my welcoming smile and your communication. It led to going in the mansion. It led to sending songs and and listening to them and loving them and hey man, we should let's let's start a record label together. Let's let's do a market together. Let's allow fifty to seventy people into the house to record the most classic out. Like one thing always leads to to another thing. So let's and it ends up on the paper and it ends up in this paper and it ends up in New York Times. Like it's a beautiful thing. That, that 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 this is so communication is where uh that's the that's the that's the word for today where everything is us church <laughs> <laughs> everything is us church come on now pastor yeah we communication today so send all your tithes and offerings to everything is us <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm praying, but yeah, that's no. That's here's what, what you do: you send your tithes and offerings to that Skyline Mansion Market on March 27th. Mm-hmm. Put the address oh, wow. out there, Steph. Can send y'all put your that tithes, address? Send your tithes and vendor fees to Skyline Mansion T Town um, Cash App. Um, please spell that correctly, because I don't want y'all just sending money to somebody that ain't us, because they're not gonna send it back. But Skyline Mansion T Town, and um, and and bring and bring your goods, bring your bring your side business that you want to turn into your main business, and bring your main business, bring bring yourself, bring what you represent and your your goods and services, and uh, display it in the line so people can come come see what you got, and you're gonna find somebody that need it. That's just how the world works. You go look for something. Um, you're gonna find you're gonna find somebody that needed. That's why you made it. That's why God told you to make this because somebody out there needed. So you need to come running to the person that needs it at the mansion, and um, and, and that's what it is, man. So don't let me don't let me start preaching to y'all. All right. So mm-hmm. listen, if you want to get registered for the Skyline Mansion Market, if you want to listen to Doc Free spinning on the balcony, you want to get some of that crawfish boil from Larue's Kitchen, and you want to be a vendor for the Skyline Mansion Market, here's what you need to do. Send an email with your name, your organization name, and hey, I want to be a vendor. What do I need to do? This is the email address, skyline.venue at gmail.com. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight. I love y'all.
I appreciate, appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm about to open this door and let the floodgates run in. It was good. All right, it was real very quick. good getting the flow from you. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all. Uh, uh, Doc Freeman, man. Hey, thank you for your support, man. You, 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 you be having everybody dancing while they shopping, man. I like that. Ali, thank you it. so much. Um, <laughs> You know, for for being being a great person and you know being inspiration and, and showing all the local people, local rappers, local artists. You know that you know we hear you, we see you, and you give them a voice and a platform. Appreciate you. For it's gonna make me cry again, like he did on the staircase in the mansion, y'all. On behalf That's of the support. Fine Little Africa podcast, I'm Ali Shaw, and I'm Doc Free. We want to remind you to be the spark and protect your flame and pass the torch. And pass the torch. Yeah, it is. All right, y'all. I know y'all enjoyed that lovely little episode. Make sure you hit the market 27th. We're going to end this episode with Skyline Energy. Look at my watch trying to run it up. You can't do what I do. I'm a one-to-one. It ain't a fluke and it wasn't luck. If you need proof, everything is us. Got the keys, about to run amok. Planting seeds, now we going nuts. And we in the building like it's month to month. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh. My watch trying to run it up. You can't do what I do. I'm a one-on-one. It ain't a fluke and it wasn't luck. If you need proof, everything is us. Got the keys, about to run the mud. Plant the seeds, now we going nuts. And we in the building like it's month to month. Jackie Chan, do my own stunts. You my own money, never had a front. It was minimum wage, ain't give a fuck. I did have a car, so I took the bus. Learned how to be patient, ain't got a rush. Ain't cutting no corner, no cover up. It was brick by brick. That was sleep we was building. It's too late now, cause we moving the furniture. You cannot sit with us. This prop was reserved for the few that knew how to decipher. The picture was bigger. Uh, my only tuition was in the I resized the image. My vision got clearer. Uh, everything the light touching. I'm gonna make them feel it. I'm feeling like Simba. Yeah, transition to a winner. Ain't no work finished. Yeah, yeah. If I don't tell you nothing, I'ma tell you Going deep in my bag like it's luggage. When I ain't have a dime, had to thug it. Where I'm from, we turn nothing to something. The gyms and the baddies, they love it. I'm that soundtrack when you really working. Nowadays, I won't credit just cause they present. You can't get my blessing cause I know you bluffing. Niggas dug funny. Came out the ashes and dug from it. And on my sixth summer, hit the shrug on it. Black sixes, same Jordans in my driveway. Working on my jumper, let the clock tick. I want them clutch moments. Yeah, yeah. Feel like I can't miss one more again. I just might hit the shrug on it. Sorry for the homies, I eat your roll. Got the type of flow to touch a song. Call a mink, I need a plate to go. When it plays, it was me and Tom. 24 foot tables in the dining room. Tell them niggas, picture how we roll. Yeah, yeah. Bring something to the table if you wanna eat, though. Yeah, yeah. Like the city skyline. If I don't tell you nothing, I'ma tell you ain't high. Ain't we don't plan on stopping if you come and let's ride. And you ain't with us if you ain't on that vibe. And we gon' keep it lit up like the city skyline. Skyline.